What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. We left off in verse 5 where the groom who represents Jesus was saying, Turn your eyes away from me, for they overwhelm me. And God continues and and Christ continues to speak over his bride some things. And uh, and so let's get into verse 6. Holy Spirit of God, please, please help us to receive so that we walk in truth. Help us to receive now what you have for us in Jesus' name. So verse 6, your teeth are, Song of Songs, chapter 6, verse 6, your teeth, they are like a flock of ewes, which is sheep, by the way, that have come up from the washing, meaning that they are clean, they're clean, and all of them bear twins. When you see twins, it represents kind of a double portion, not bearing, uh, suffering, no, no loss. And so not, not, he continues on, not one among them has lost its young. Not one among them has lost its young. And so as I was meditating on this test, the text, the, the passage that really jumped out at me again, which it's funny because Toby had uh, referenced it as Psalm 19. So keep your place here. Let's go to Psalm 19, please. It breaks my heart when I see people that continue to stumble with their lives More importantly, it breaks God's heart. It breaks his heart. And there is an aspect where the word of God, the word of God, it has the ability to purify us and to make us clean. I went to the dentist this past week. And the dentist had to say to me, hey, bro, uh, he didn't talk like that. It's my, my translation. So he's like, hey, bro, if you, if you don't start brushing with this fluoride type of toothpaste, you're going to have to get not one, but two crowns. And if you don't start wearing this mouth guard, when you go to bed, your teeth for some reason are grinding, you're going to have to get two crowns. And basically, he's been telling me that for three years, but have I done it? I said, yeah, I usually don't listen to people unless they yell at me. So can you yell at me, please? He started to laugh. And that's why I yell on Sunday. Listen, listen, listen. God wants you to have clean teeth. Fresh breath. No halitosis setting in. And we should... Understand that, right? We we understand that. Like, hey, when 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 I don't brush my teeth, bad things happen, but yet the word of God is something that purifies. It cleanses. 
And you have this book that you can go to when you read it. Something supernatural happens when you cry out to God for him to use his word to change you. Psalm 19, verse 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect? Yeah, it's perfect. Reviving the soul. Some of you have walked with depression, and it's not that medication is needing. It's not that inner healing is needing. It's not that you need to come up for prayer, but you need to open up the Bible and begin to say, oh, God, revive my soul because I've never, ever trusted in this promise. Forgive me. And the question is, when I start to believe what he has declared, how can one be depressed? I'm a child of the king. My sins are forgiven. They're all gone. I'm going to heaven when I die. How are you doing today? It doesn't matter how I'm doing today. I'm going to heaven when I die. Who cares about today? I'm, I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah, I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved us and gave himself up for us. More than a conqueror means I've already won before any battle starts. I have the victory because he is my victory. He defeated sin and death and the grave and whatever I'm facing today, I'm going to overcome. And even if I don't, if for some reason I don't, guess what? He works all things together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purposes. When I get this word in me, when I get this word in me, why am I so downcast, oh, my soul? And if you're here, you struggle with depression, this is your jam. This is why you came today, not for the installation of the elders. It's for the installation of this word in your life. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. His word revives your soul. How many times have I been so depressed and I just go in because I've memorized this verse and I start reading God's word for an hour? Afterwards, oh, I'm ready to slap somebody upside the head. I am ready for victory. I'm ready for whatever comes. Why? The word of God is true. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. You know, I failed ninth grade, right? Did I tell you that? Oh, simple, simple, simple. I'm just a simpleton. But God's word, God's word, he can make one wise. It's not seminary that's going to make you wise. It's God's word. It's his word. Verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right. They're right. They rejoice the heart. There you go again. Debbie Downer, this is your verse. It rejoices the heart. It rejoices the heart. His, he cannot lie. The commandments of the Lord, they are what? They are pure. They're pure. They're pure? Yeah, pure like the, like the bride's teeth is pure coming up from the washing, and they enlighten the eyes. Do you remember when Jonathan ate that honey and his eyes brightened? God declares in his word that his word is like honey. All of a sudden, your eyes become brighter because you're not like a zombie scrolling for an hour and a half. 
See, most of us, most of the church of Jesus Christ, we get down and depressed and we scroll. I'm challenging you today. And again, I'm not discounting depression. It's a real thing. But guess what's realer than that? These promises. And have you tried it to see if it was true? I want you to turn to Psalm 119, please. As a brand new believer, I was coming out of a lifestyle of drugs and addiction and um, sexual addiction, trying to, to break that off. Um, I was really having a, pro- a problem, you know, trying o- overcoming that. Um, there was a couple of defining moments in my life where um, one time I was, I was trying to follow Jesus, but yet I was sleeping with this girl, even though I was trying not to, but yet I brought the girl who I was sleeping with to church. And I remember just sitting there and the pastor saying, some of you can't stop fornicating out of marriage. You're, you're living in sin right now. You're, pro- you're living with someone right now. That's not your wife. Oh, the pastor, by the way, is Tom Mullins, Christ Fellowship. This was when I was at the, in the South Campus before the big building was built. That's why I thank God for Christ Fellowship. And so he called, come forward. If you want to overcome this, because I'm going to challenge you to take a year off dating. I was like, ah, this girl, I'm trying to get her saved, even though I'm sleeping with her. Can you believe I'm I'm up here, by the way? (laughs) Father, I don't. So. Again, this is why being under leadership, Bill Hobbs, he's like, Chris, I want you to plant a church. I'm like, no. But I needed to submit and obey authority. This is why you need authority in your life, because authority should come alongside of you and challenge you to do what you don't believe you can do. Because you're looking at yourself. You're not looking at Christ within you. This is why we need the elders in our life. And so I took a year off dating. It was amazing. Then I took two years off dating. And then here comes Colleen. She's volunteering at Urban Youth. I'm volunteering at Urban Youth. And guess what? In the second year of me not dating, because it was, I was finding freedom and this was good, uh, I didn't talk to Colleen because my mindset was, why talk to girls if I can't date girls? And so she thought I was rude and stuck up. But she didn't know what was going on before the Lord. And it was during that time as well where I met a guy. This was another guy who was older, and he was sharing his story of how he was addicted to pornography. And he, he was sharing that he had not looked at porn or gave in to self-pleasure for three years. Three years? 
I'm like, dude, I just thought I had to take a year off dating. That too? There's no way I can overcome that too? Listen, this was such a stronghold in my life that I, I, I listened to him and, and, I, and I said, man, how did you do that? And he said, so, turn to Psalm 119, please. I'll never forget it. I don't remember the guy's name. It doesn't matter. I'll see him one day when I die. Because, see, I went up to him afterwards, after he gave his testimony. How did you do that? And he turned, turned me to this passage here in verse 9. And he said, God did it. God did it? Yeah, God did it. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? There's the purity again, right? The teeth coming up from the washing like lambs, just pure, just pure, just cleansed. How can you keep your way pure, young people? How can you keep your way pure, Christian? By guarding it according to your word. By guarding my life according to the word of God. If you are not pure and if you keep stumbling, listen, I want you to, to, to jot this down. 1 Peter 2, verse 8. 1 Peter 2, verse 8. It's very simple. It says they stumble because they disobey the word. Why do I keep stumbling? Because I, God's word finds no place in my heart. How can I keep myself pure? How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Now, God's word is truth, and that statement is truth, and you become clean because of God's word. God's word has the ability to purify you and to clean you. The issue is the church doesn't believe that's true. We believe, man, I need another sermon. I need another class. I need another somebody to pray for me. I need another, I need another. Listen, when, 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 when I met that person, I had moved to a different church in Fort Lauderdale, and there were thousands of people at this church in Fort Lauderdale when he brought me to this passage. I didn't have anybody discipling me. I didn't believe in inner healing. I didn't have anybody holding me accountable. It was me with the word of God alone in my room praying this verse and saying, God, I believe you can do it. And now for over 20 years, I've been walking and enjoying the freedom of what God has done, never touching the vile and wicked pornography again by God's grace. Why? Because I began to put my finger on scripture and say, this is true. This is true. That is a truth. John 15, 3. Jesus said, you are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. John 15, 3, you're already clean? Yeah, you're clean because of the word I spoke to you. Wow. The word, the word, the word has the ability to clean you. The issue is we don't want to be clean. Let's continue. Verse 10. With my whole heart, I seek you. I want you to write there intention. Intention. So the first verse, that is truth. 
There's a rhythm here that I want you to get, disciple, and that God wants you to get. It's the truth, it's intention, it's grace. Truth, intention, grace. Truth, intention, grace. Truth, intention, grace. God's word, you're gonna see truth, intention, grace. And if you don't walk with his truth above everything you feel, everything you believe, every concept, every worldly philosophy, his word isn't true. If you don't walk with intention, with a passion, with a desire, and a crying out for God to perform your word in me, it's not gonna happen. And if you don't trust in the grace of God, Grace doesn't mean just undeserved favor. Grace means it's a power to do what I cannot do when it comes time to do it. I trust in the power of God to come upon my life when it's something that I cannot do because his grace is sufficient when I'm weak. Grace is real time, not a doctrinal ideology. It is an active, progressive thing that I trust in as I walk with Christ. Truth, intention, grace. And you see this written here in the text. So, with my whole heart I seek you. That's intention. Let me not wander from your commandments. That's grace. There's a, a brokenness. Let me not wander. I want you to put, again, 1 Peter 2.8. Understand when I wander, it's because I'm disobeying God's word. When I wander, I disobey God's word. Verse 11, I've stored up or meaning treasured your word in my heart. Treasured? Yeah, treasure. Like buried treasure, finding buried treasure. In my heart, God's word is like a treasure. It is not just another book. I've treasured your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You can put by that truth. That's truth. If you continue to treasure God's word in your heart, you're not going to sin against him. You're not. You're not going to sin against him. Jesus came to save you from your sins. Jesus came to make you a saint by his blood. Jesus came to call you into freedom. Jesus didn't save you so you can walk around and saying, oh, what wretched man I am. No, he came to set you free. And that is the truth. And his word has the power, has the power to bring you to a place you're not going to sin against God. Sin against God? Yeah. An ongoing pattern of sin that you believe you're trapped in and you can't stop. We all fall short, but it should not be a lifestyle for the Christian. And if it is a lifestyle, just repent and say, God, I have not treasured your word. I have not treasured your word. Verse 12. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. That's grace. That's grace. I can't learn anything unless God gives it. That's grace. Verse 13. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. That is truth. That is truth. That is truth. In the way of your testimonies, verse 14, I delight as much as in all riches. I delight in as all riches. Man, I don't do that, God. And so give me your grace. Give me your grace so that my delight turns into discipline. Verse 15, I'll meditate on your precepts and I'll fix my eyes on your ways. What is that? Intention. I'm intentional. I'm intentional. 16, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Intentional, intentional, intentional. 
I want you to turn to Psalm 119.18. These are really, really good verses. These are so good, you need to memorize them. Every time you read the Bible, you should, you should probably have out Psalm 119.18. I'm not trying to be legalistic, I'm just encouraging you. It says, open my eyes that I may behold the wondrous things of your law. You need God's grace to read the Bible. Those that believe there's contradictions in the Bible, they can't understand the Bible because they don't have the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Psalm 119.32. By the way, these are some of my jams. That's why I'm giving them to you guys, because there's a, it's so good to be free. It's so good to be free. It's so good to be free. I remember the times where I was struggling with pornography and I'd, I'd have to go serve somewhere and I just felt like a hypocrite. I felt so condemned. I felt like, man, I'm no good. I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't open my mouth and that condemnation, right? But, but, but because the night before I was doing something I knew I shouldn't have done and guess what? I was a hypocrite. I did not love God because I loved wickedness, right? If you love God, you're supposed to hate wickedness. If you love God, you're supposed to fear God, right? And so, man, because I love of wickedness. I didn't love God enough, so who, I, who am I to serve, right? And so these are the voices. But listen, let me tell you something. There is a freedom and a beauty that comes from when we begin to walk in the fullness of what Christ paid for, because it can shut up the enemy. It can shut up the enemy. Psalm 119.32, it says, I will run. Run? That's intention. The way of your commandments, when you enlarge my heart. Who wants a bigger heart today? Yeah. What is that? That's grace. And the truth is, unless he enlarges my heart, I got no hope of running these commandments. Oh, God, help my heart to love your word so that I can run the course of your commandments. And again, the grace of dependence, the grace that, that I, I need you, God, come and perform your word. I want you to turn to Psalm 1, and we're done. Psalm 1, unbelievable passage. And just so you know, one of the things that, that, that I do, my personal walk, is I take 10 chapters of Psalms, and I read it out loud in one sitting, and I, I like to walk around like this and just, and just pray over. Right, God, Psalm one. Right, I will, I will not sit, stand, walk with wicked people. I will not do that, God. And I know that means like like TV shows. I know that means listening to music, even if I'm not listening to the words and only the beat. No, I will not stand sick or sit or walk with those who are wicked. In Jesus' name, but I want, I want to be blessed. I want to bless you. I want to delight in your law, Lord. I want to delight in it. I want to meditate it on it day and night, day and night, meditate. And God, I don't do that. I scroll. I drift. But I don't meditate. And your promise says that when I meditate, I'm going to be like a person that's planted next to streams of water 
that continues to grow, that my leaves, they'll prosper and produce the things that they're appointed to produce because I'm meditating on your law, I'm abiding in your word, and so God, you want me to prosper. You've given me your word so that I prosper. Help me to meditate on it day and night. Help me to delight in it. I don't delight in it. And you take these psalms and you make them a prayer, trusting that these psalms are true, that you will prosper when you delight in God's word. When God's word becomes the truth in your life, when you begin to move with intention according to God's word, you trust in the grace that God is going to give you, you will produce fruit in season and out of season, never, ever not bearing fruit. Even if you're in a situation like Toby, because the beauty of what is being produced in Toby's life, the fragrance of that, for his glory, wow, man. And God, remind me that the wicked, Psalm 1, they're not going to stand in your presence, they're going to perish. They're going to be cursed because that's the opposite of blessed. And God, you've, I'm not wicked anymore. The cross took care of that. And you've declared me righteous and holy because I have put my faith in what you did on that cross, how you died for my sins. You took the punishment that I deserve. The wrath of God was satisfied on you. And my faith is in you, King Jesus, in your death and your burial and your resurrection. And because my faith is in you, my hope is in you. My trust is in you. You have declared me righteous and holy. So help me now, God. Help me now, God, to be pure according to your word. Forgive me, God, because all your promises are yes and amen. Forgive me, God. I have treated your word with contempt, with dishonor. I, I, I really don't believe it can pull me out of depression. But you know what, God? I'm not going to believe what society says. I'm going to believe what your word says. The doctor told me I had ADHD. And I can't focus on anything. But your word says, blessed is the man that delights and meditates on my word. So you're, you can give me the ability to meditate on your word. And so I just reject that lie that I can't focus on one thing in the name of Jesus. And I receive your grace because your word is true. You're not a bad dad who would tell me to do something without giving me the ability to pull it off. And so I will meditate according to your word. I will delight in your word. See, this is what we, the people of God, be crying out like, like I've been in Psalm 1 for the last how long? And ooh, I'm out of time again. Church, God's word. Father, as we turn our hearts towards you, we thank you and we praise you for our two new elders. Help God this church to flourish so that lives would be changed and touched by you. And help us, God. Help us as the people of God to begin to delight in your word, trusting in the promises that you have declared. God, we just repent. We repent, all of us, 
we have not honored your word, myself included. Help us, God, now. Help us, God, now. Help us, God, now to walk in your truth, to move with an intention, trusting you're going to enlarge our heart as we do, and trusting in your grace, your grace so that we walk in obedience to your commands. Help us to sing towards you, our great conquering king. We love you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.